Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Before we begin this interview today, I wanted to let you know that this will be the last interview for our plant medicine series. Today and next week, I will be talking with Savita Mamek and Martina Dressel and about their experiences with plant medicine. And here we go. Today, I am so excited to have Martina Dressel and Savita Mamek on the show. Savita is a visionary artist, writer, and co-founder of Nuhi Rao Spiritual Ayahuasca Healing Center in Peru. While working and living at Nuhi Rao, she focuses her energies as a healer in the Shipibo tradition of shamanism. Martina grew up in South Tyrol, a little province in Italy, and she began her healing work with the master Amazonian master plants in 2009. She's also worked as a facilitator in the Nuhi Rao in Peru. She studied somatic experiencing trauma release also in Los Angeles and Burlingame, California, and she is now a somatic experiencer practitioner. So, and I think you're, that's, you're becoming, you're taking some schooling on that right now too, Savita, didn't you tell me that you're in classes? Yeah, I'm in, I, I followed Martina's suit after I saw what, what magic it was doing yeah. for her in her life. So I'm in my second year, almost finished Great. my second year. Great, how many year. years is that? It's three, three years. And then obviously it continues on to a lot of different advanced classes you can take yeah, and such. Yeah, great. Well, yeah. I'm excited to have both of you on the show today. So thank you so much for coming. And just for my listeners, I um, became acquainted with Savita and Martina when after I interviewed Joe, Dr. Joe Tefer, and his interview will air before this interview. So you'll be able to hear about his work with ayahuasca and with healing. So um, today, girls, <laughs> I want to talk to you about the wisdom and healing effects of master plants. I know you talk about how the plants serve as healers and teachers for physical and spiritual well-being. And that's such an interesting concept for Western civilization, you know. So can you just, Savita, we'll start with you. Can you just elaborate on that a little bit? And while you're doing that, give us just a little bit of background how you became involved in this. Thank you, Marla, for having us. It's exciting to do this podcast with Martina as well as we've kind of grown up in the plant medicine world yes. together and are connected through family. Um, yeah, so maybe I'll just start a little bit with, okay, the question was about the, the spiritual aspects of the yes, plant medicine. Yes, and for our physical well-being also, but, but mainly the spiritual right. and, how, and how you began your journey. Mm -hmm. 
Well, to be really honest, I knew very little. So I began my journey in 2010 and I knew very little about, I knew very little to none about master plants. I had just heard about ayahuasca, which is also a master plant. And, you know, ayahuasca seems to get more of the the media attention because of the psychoactive properties and that, you know, the journeys. And it really was a plant that came out in the West, but the master plants were kind of more, for more elusive and more kind of situated in Peru. And so I had wanted to look at certain patterns in my life that I was stuck in 2010. Um, You had a lot of, I think, what is common symptoms that people have, migraine headaches, digestive Mm -hmm. issues, these kind of things that were very much not uh, really seen in Western medicine as a problem as I did the blood tests and stuff like, oh, you're fine, go home. It's like, well, if I'm fine, why do I feel so right. unwell? And so then ayahuasca came on to my, uh, into my world and I actually sat in North America for the first time. And so I found that was a really nice transition. But after, after that, I ended up being called to the jungle for a 10-day 10-day extensive or intensive ayahuasca retreat with master plants. So this is when the master plants came on board. And I, when I went there, I still really was focusing on ayahuasca and was given these, you know, two plants to drink that a shaman, after he had diagnosed me of why I'd come, he'd said, okay, well, I'm giving you, you know, pino blanco and coca to take. And for me, those were just two words. I knew they were plants and I thought that was really cool. But, you know, every day showing up at three o'clock and drinking a glass of this medicine, the plant, and really not understanding this connection and that they could actually heal me. And it was then after a short period of time with ayahuasca and with um, the discussions I had had from other people around the center, that actually the dreams I was having and the different kind of thoughts and feelings were actually from the plants that I was drinking by day. And so this this took me a long time to wrap my head around. And as we continue the podcast, we can talk more about the master plants, but that was really where the light went on is, oh, these plants are actually helping me heal. And that was, you know, physically, yes, but then, wow, emotionally, these plants are showing up in my dreams. I'm feeling really angry for no reason at all. I'm feeling really sad. What's happening? And then that became this, really the last 10 years of investigation and connection to these beautiful plant spirits. Like who are you? So that when you say that it was the plants, are you talking about specifically the two plants that he gave you to drink or do they kind, are they kind of the prelude to then the ayahuasca experience, if you will? Well, the, you know, I I think we talked before and I mentioned this kind of diamond shaped you know, so we're given, you know, we have a shaman, which is really important part of the the journey, the ceremony, and then we're given the ayahuasca to drink, but we're also connecting to the plants that the shaman has given us, and then there's ourselves. So it's like this kind of reciprocity and connection between right. all four. And so the ayahuasca really comes in as a way in which we can start connecting to and seeing our master plants okay. as the veil is lifted more from like the seen to the unseen. And so they're really, they really work together. And I think over time, it was easier for me to separate each individual category. At the beginning, it was one big shape. And then after it's like, oh, this is the shaman song and what that helped me with. 
this is what the ayahuasca helped, you know, the purging and the, the real sight and ceremony of old memories. And then this, these are the plants, this whispering voice by day. And then there's me. Wow. Right. And so it just takes time to start differentiating each of these yes. aspects. At the beginning, like I said, one big right. lump sum. And when you say you were called, right? what, what exactly do you mean? I, for me, the calling was how ayahuasca began to show up in my life um, through invitations. And so I knew very little about psychedelic medicine at this point. I was actually more nervous about mm -hmm. taking a psychedelic plant. I like to have control. So my, my plant of choice at that time was mm -hmm. marijuana. And so this, this word ayahuasca started coming in, you know, someone, Oh, have you had an ayahuasca ceremony? No, but you're the second person who said this. And I think one of the interesting parts was I went to the public library. So this is in 2008, I think, or nine. And I, you know, I'd heard about ayahuasca twice. And I went and looked in the spiritual section of the library in Edmonton, Alberta. And this, I'm, I'm looking and this red book pops out in my, it pops out in my attention, grabs my attention. And I look at the spine and it had the word oh ayahuasca. Oh my gosh. Written. And I thought, man, I, out of this exactly. whole wall. And so I, you know, I took that book. So I started to be called in these ways. And then the last moment that I was called was very potent. And it was an actual invitation for a ceremony spot in mm -hmm. North America that a friend of mine couldn't go to and said, I really think this would wow. be good for you. And, you know, I put it off for a number of years when I had heard about her because of the fear. And I thought, okay, this is now the fourth time that it's really coming strongly. So I am going to say yes. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. what happened to me. I, I experienced a ceremony in Costa Rica and I felt very much like I was called in, in that manner to it just kept showing up. And then there was just showing this opportunity all of a sudden and I just signed up. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Exactly. So Martina, what about, what about you? How did you, I know we talked a little bit about, in your in your interview before but just tell us a little bit about your journey and like your first time that you were introduced because when i went to ceremony it was only ayahuasca that's what that's why i was so interested when i started talking to joe and then and i'm like what what are you talking about all these other plants you know and that the shaman actually interviews you and that's probably not a very good word but um and prescribes them to you. I just found that so, just even so fascinating, just going to the really deeper level. So Martina, tell us a little bit about your, your experience. Yeah, so my experience was that I got introduced uh, to ayahuasca by my Peruvian friend, Charo, who is a medicine woman from the Andes. So I traveled with her to the jungle and also my experience was first only ayahuasca. I didn't know about the master plants by then. Uh, I, I knew that ayahuasca is kind of this um, queen master plant or mother master plant, but I didn't know there were so many of them. And my first experience in the jungle was without a master plant diet. I just drank, drank ayahuasca twice or three times. So I uh i i didn't know about that uh i i i knew the first time about master plant uh from my brother because afterwards my brother uh went for healing 
And I knew I knew coca as a master plant because in the Andes right. they use it a lot, and I knew that it was a sacred leaf. And I I I had witnessed some coca work in the Andes, so I I knew that it, that there is a spirit, but I didn't know that you can diet the master plants. And I heard that the first time from my brother who stayed longer at the center as I did. And my first master plant diet was then in 2011. When I realized, when I came to Nivarao, who just like opened uh, a month, was a month open. So um, then I had my first experience with the diet. And then I also noticed, uh, oh, you have to give something <laughs> to receive. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to, um, to make your body um um not comfortable or like a, like an invitational space that the master plan comes in and connects mm-hmm. with you and that's not so comfortable sometimes so first you know you have to do a purgative and to cleanse your stomach and then that can be also already emotional because it's a it's a plant combination and then you, when I drank the plant, it, I really liked it. It was a really green juice in a way, but there are different plants and different mm-hmm. flavors of plants. And, 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 and of course, with the diet, especially in the jungle, it is like strict, no salt, no sugar, a really plain diet, no veggies and no eggs, just fish, plantain, rice, and and it is uh, also interesting because when we, when when emotions are coming up or like struggles, um, we we can we can always reach for food yeah. or we can reach for something that gives us joy. Even like just you know sometimes in a diet, even thinking of a carrot <laughs> or of an egg, we can feel like oh that's a... but. Um, but in that case you know it's like you are with that you stay mm-hmm. with it right and you stay and and actually and and your ally is the plant and as Vita said the plant is uh it works in so many different ways you know your dreams are kind of well, what's that meaning or what what is that feeling oh i forgot about that oh yeah hey i already worked through this right. you know and i put it somewhere else and then it goes in i think the master plant has this ability to go into layers like you go deep but also it waits till you open up and give the possibility it's like that collaboration that should happen and if you ask and say like show me show me what blocks me show me what uh why i feel sad why i feel angry or show me how I can release it, then the plant is collaborating with you. Sometimes it's not easy to understand it and, if, and, and to stay with that emotion. But then you have also the ceremonies where you can work through it and where also mm-hmm. with the songs, they move the energy and then they move that layer and then maybe something yeah. else comes up. <laughs> Are you just astonished so looking it, back to before both of you looking back before you went down, down this journey, just how much 
this has transformed both of you or helped helped both of you? Is it just still kind of mind blowing for you? Yeah. For me, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, it is, especially when, you know, when you ask now when how everything started, you know, it it comes up like an emotion mm -hmm. because I remember how I struggled before right. and and that doesn't mean you know that life is not challenging after like after healing or during a healing or in general but it's just like you you have more capacity or more allies to to cope with everything that presents right. you in life like the challenges and but then you also realize oh wow because you go deep and you kind of I actually, when I rang first time ayahuasca, I realized, oh, my life makes sense. I didn't understand my life before. I didn't understand why I feel so lost. I didn't understand why I feel so sad and why I was struggling so much. But then also all these pieces are coming together. And then you, 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 uh, you understand, like an, a deeper understanding is so much mm -hmm. helpful, so helpful in the healing too. And then for me, it was kind of very uh, special and beautiful to um, to be accompanied by that uh, in that journey by by Svita and my brother. Um, they got married, and so we had that. And by our friend Joe to have like this journey yeah, together beautiful. to 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 kind of um, share this experience. So um so that that is very very special like when you feel like yeah we're really right. looking back it's like oh wow it's, how did that happen and this is something that you would not um you know you cannot plan that and the healing you know you cannot plan the healing it like reveals itself on the way you go and and it's it's you you can just like be with right. the process it's and 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 follow your it's almost steps. like a person just has to dive in i mean be called and they will know you know and kind of dive into this yeah so savita i know you say um first of all what is a master plant and how mm -hmm. do they how do they heal us mm -hmm. <laughs> big, que big question big question <laughs> well and, and i could short <laughs> all in two sentences yes you know, I, you know i think i have to just comment on that going back because that's a big part of it when i think back about where i when yeah. i started and that's why it's so refreshing it was so refreshing to work at Niwe rao for all of those years was being able to witness you know sometimes you don't witness your own journey because you're not your witness isn't on board you're just in it like martina said it's just happening and so over the years to actually witness now, even in my 10th year with the medicine to witness people really first starting and like, what is a master plant? What is this thing that I'm drinking? Right. And realizing that's where I was. And now with the plants and the kind of the lifestyle and the commitment that we put towards building these relationships to these plants is it's now second yeah. nature to me. Like I can't imagine not knowing uh, the things that I know, you know, and, and, and it's, I think it's so different from reading it Absolutely. in a textbook than actually experiencing it. Cause those plants, 
the experiences are really part of my cellular makeup right now. And so where did that old self end? And I mean, there is never an ending of old self to new self. It kind of all started melding together. Right. Right. It's almost like all the petals on the flower right, make the right. flower. And so like all these parts, right? And so then with the master plants, when you ask like, what are they and how do they heal on, on a simplistic level? I mean, master plants are used in pharmacology all the time, right? The, the willow tree is used as aspirin. And so if we look at like the medicinal qualities on a physical level, you can ask a shaman in Peru, let's say, well, what are the master plants? And they could say, well, Ahosacha will help you with um, healing um, your digestion. Or Ubo Sanabuta would be for women with menstrual okay. problems. So they can really go on like that level of this is what it can physically help with, right? And then there's, so there's that level with the plants. And once we're actually connected to a plant through the lineage, which is kind of an interesting process. We talk about the master plants and like other healing, but there's a ritual and a ceremony that takes place for us to then meet the master mm. plants. You know, I can drink a hosacha in a cup at home while I'm eating, you know, fried <laughs> eggs and doing all the things. And maybe it will help my digestion right. for sure. Or I can take it in this kind of ceremonial, ancestrally connected way of the diet, like Martina explained, a shaman is connecting you to a spirit, which is, you know, ahasacha helps with digestion, but it's also this beautiful spirit that, you know, will come to you in dreams and, and sing music to you or show you their pharmacy, like they you know, the, the shamans say, wow, a master plant, like you have butterflies in this world, they have their own butterflies. They have the universities, they have the pharmacies. And to, to wrap your head around the spiritual aspects yeah. of a plant has taken me years, really, but it's the connection from a, a shaman's connection with that plant. So you're kind of getting this rite of passage is being passed down and the reverence that it takes to diet and the discipline of like, I'm going to sign up and not eat right, the carrot. Right. And so that part. And so then we get into the master plants and how they help us heal. And this is, so this is again, what Martina said is the collaboration. It's like you, Marla, being my friend and you're a, bit, you're a doctor and you're saying, okay, now we're going to collaborate. And every week we're going to meet here and we're going to talk about your nutrition and we're going to talk about how your sleeping is and how how you're feeling today the plants are kind of doing this in this really quiet way and so then as westerners we have to start learning how they right. speak to us right and so then what are the master plants we learn as we as we form relationships with them wow right and so from what i know about them in 2010 and what i know about them now is completely different wow very very well said so on a spiritual or emotional sense um you know we can wrap our our arms around very easily like thinking of pharmacological and thinking of you know aspirin helping a headache or something like that but the, the other healing the spiritual aspect of it can um, martina can you can you talk about that for a few minutes about the emotional changes that happen also oh yeah i mean it's um once the the spirit is connecting with you and you are connecting with the spirit it's we always say like you can become friend with the plant right. 
you can talk to the front you can talk uh to the plant and so um so it depends always you know whatever your intention is what you want to heal and sometimes uh when uh, when i started i didn't know what my intention was like it was just like i was not doing well so i guess my intention is to get better and so many people we saw that over the years in near hour coming like i don't feel myself right. i feel i i wanna i wanna feel love and all that but actually the 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 the, the possibility that we have with the spirit of the plant is that the spirit shows us the cause why we are disconnected from all of this and that might be also uh, that might be external energies that might be traumas that we don't remember traumas that we remember but we remove them and we are not we're all too overwhelmed to tap into might be um, other experiences that are really stuck in our body and our system and that is the that is the uncomfortable part that the plants are kind of pointing out oh look at this and 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 sometimes we have that that so many people say oh i feel bad and ayahuasca doesn't like me and i felt that too it's not like okay this yeah, is not for me so did i <laughs> It's great, yeah, but not yeah. for me. And uh, and then uh, I always remember how Ricardo then said, our master said, this is not ayahuasca. These are your problems <laughs> exactly. like, that make you feel sick, right? So so that is what, the, and the plant is looking, it's like pointing like a flashlight onto right. that, right? And then and then it, it it makes that hidden visible. And once that it wants to come out, that's not really comfortable. But then also you can, they help you to get in touch with, um, with, um, with, with tools that maybe you rely in your, within yourself and also uh, emotionally uh, cleansing that you can um, let go of this energy. Right. And, and yeah, you feel it, but also it, about you can also heal it and and uh, release and that's what Svita said that that is a part where everything comes together because the shamans are singing the songs from the plant energy like this is just poor channel plant energy medicine so plants that they dieted are the medicine that are removing then these energies right. and the intention of like maybe the trauma that is coming up so you have the, the the spirit of the of the master plant working in the body of the of of the patient or like of the pasajero as we call them and then you have uh ayahuasca who is who has this cleansing um also on a physical level um, uh, properties and then the the song is also pure plant medicine so with all this like combination it's kind of a very uh, magical uh, mechanism and you can kind of even see sometimes or see or I experience like that all these three things all these three 
um, spirits or they are like kind of coming together as a right. force to 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 kind of then uh, release what doesn't serve. Yeah. Martina, do you think that if you, I know the first time you went and then you were kind of like, okay, that was great, I'm healed. And then your brother was the one that, that kind of got going back. Yeah. Do you feel that just that one ceremony would have stayed with you, if you will? And, or do you, both of you, do you feel as if someone's listening to this and it's just sounds, you know, amazing. And do they think about just doing one ceremony and do they do it with some place where there are actually other master plants other than ayahuasca and, do they have to go to Colombia? I know these are a lot of questions, but I'm just thinking of people who are, I know a lot of people who are really, really interested in this and they want to, they want to be where you guys are. <laughs> and so I guess my first question is if you would have just done it that one time, do you think that would have been, would have stayed with you in terms of healing? I mean, it was a very powerful yeah. experience, and I had a really, uh, I had a deep physical healing after that because uh, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but one reason why I came to Ayahuasca is I had no menstruation for nine right. months. I had uh, ovarian cysts, like I was like not ovulating, and uh, and I and I didn't really feel well at all, and I had this like two ceremonies. I think it were two. And that kind of really helped me to 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 um, loosen that blockage. And I had after that the the right. wow. And I had my doctors here in Italy. They wanted me to put on on hormones and all that stuff. And I I said I want to try this, and that totally worked. So I that is my experience. So that was something that really stayed with me. So I I, I also know I would have had a really good experience with like one mm -hmm. but now i know what happened later and what i needed later so it's hard to say i would not like to have had just that right, experience right. is it almost like you don't recognize <laughs> yeah. that old martina i mean i know it doesn't you don't forget about the traumas but you're able to forgive and connect with your inner child and have that be distanced from from your ego yeah it's more i remember who i am yeah you, you know, your like source. It, i i i think like you come back to to yourself to some to the to the one soul that you were always have always been or always supposed mm -hmm. to be and then of course we always grow and learn but that is that feeling when you come back into the healing oh I am, it's great right, to be myself. Right. And, and I feel, and, I, and for me, it was like that. I felt like, oh, now I remember, you know, I'm coming. It's more a feeling I'm coming back to where I was, I'm supposed uh, I to be. I love that. I, that's, uh, I love that. So Savita, how about you? Did you have your first experience and think, you know, that, that was great. <laughs> I'm good to go. <laughs> what was that kind of like for you? And did you have additional master plants when you first went to a ceremony? I did not. Like I said, I knew nothing about Yeah, that's the right. Plants. You said that. 
And yeah, and then what you know with the ayahuasca, it was interesting because my first ceremony, you know, some people have experiences in their first ceremony where they right. feel nothing. I know, yeah. Right. Or they, they're purging in yeah. a bucket all night and feel feels very dark or they have stomach pain all night and that's their experience. Some people have others. I had a very beautiful, connected, very visual experience. And I, I received a lot of information in my first ceremony. Wow. And you know what I can say is at the end of that ceremony, I was just reflecting on it the other day, that my, my big takeaway, there was many, but one of my big vision was that I was a scarab beetle. And for me, that's a sign of transformation. And so I felt like the plant was saying, you've just begun something that's going to really transform wow. your life. And it was the beginning. Now, it didn't necessarily mean that my life would, you know, my beginning was all with yes. ayahuasca. It, it's what happened for me. It's where the connection, when I, when I drank ayahuasca for the first time, I definitely felt the presence of her spirit. And I had been looking for a counselor for years and very unsure of who to choose due to my lack of trust right. with people and what baggage they were bringing into the scenario into the into the therapy relationship when i met ayahuasca i felt this pure form of the spirit saying i see you i want to help you and so that alone finding that kind of very private connection because nobody knew right. that about me, you know, I didn't have to share it or be vulnerable. I could talk to this spirit about anything, you know, shame is not an easy topic to talk about, but when you have the privacy to talk about it, it, it has a different yeah. quality. And so that experience was the beginning. And now then I think, so then I had three and no master plans. And then I took a few months off and I had four more nights in a row. And it was the fourth night that I had a vision that these shamans were calling me into the jungle. Interesting. Very, very clear vision just popped out of nowhere. Like it's time for you to come. And then I think two weeks later, oh I was on a plane Wow. And I, I'm telling the story because I remember thinking, okay, I'm going for a 10 day retreat. It's in silence and I'm going to wrap it all up. <laughs> you know, I, I parked, I parked, I had a studio and a car and a life. <laughs> in Portland and I parked everything and I said, I'll be back in three weeks and like, look out then because this is going to be perfect. And then, you know, after that, that was just like a drop in the bucket really. And that I stayed actually from that retreat, the shaman had said, you know, you have a lot of, of trauma that you're not accessing. And I would say, give yourself three months here. And so I ended up staying almost six because I was really on, it's like a, uh, my story began and I started the investigation and I was the, it was a page turner. Wow. And so I just really wanted to keep going in this, like in this novel yes. of my life, like what, like my goodness that I could finally see and understand why I was smoking the marijuana, what I was burying, what things I wasn't looking at, you know, what I had to come into terms with and the forgiveness, all of that. And then I just want to touch on, so this idea of like, do you need ayahuasca? How much ayahuasca? You know, because sometimes like as Western people, it's like we're hungry for, for more experience and what's she going to say next? And I, I know that in my life of 10 years with ayahuasca, there's been, you know, coming from an addictive background, there is no addiction to ayahuasca. There almost can't be. It tastes too bad. <laughs> it does. It's, 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 and it makes you throw up. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's literally, if you take it seriously, it's, it's such hard work that you, you can't, it's not a dependency. It's something like you get to tap into these really potent moments and then the integration yes. is so important. You know, we learned that over the years. It's like, so with ayahuasca, it's like, oh, I'm going to sit in. I sat, I've heard people say I've sat a hundred times and they come to Niwe Rao and they're a mess. Really? And it's like, well, what are you actually doing with the ayahuasca? Because you can sit in ayahuasca and think about, have a hundred different thoughts come through and say, ayahuasca told me that I'm going to be married to this person, that I have to leave my husband. But it's actually not ayahuasca. It's you getting in the way. And so it takes a long time to kind of clear the slate, the, like kind of the spiritual energy and really start hearing the plant. And that's where I felt like we were very lucky. We were guided by our maestro, our Shipibo, yes. like Ricardo Amarengo, who really kept us on track. Like, that's not real, Svika. What you're saying, that's, that's part of you're making a story. That's not ay ayahuasca wouldn't say that in a way. And so it was learning what the collaboration, learning how to listen in the right way and not override it. So we've seen many people come in, like really even drinking hundreds of times and still being really stuck and hungry for the next bit of information. Wow. And or you see people that, you know, like we learned over the years how to really guide and we love doing that for people now. It's like, really, you know, Joe would always say, someone would say, I have to sell my business and leave my kids. And he'd say, really? He said, maybe, or maybe not. Like sit with that a little bit, you know, let that happen without our Western minds thinking we need to figure it out. So much about ayahuasca is the mystical nature and the really deepening into the healing right. process, right? And so there's so many different ways. And then a person can have one experience, which we were laughing, Martina, Joe, Marcus, and I have spent, have had many laughing sessions over like we're still puking in buckets it's year eight and we're like thread like sludging through sadness or shame or um you know whatever we're working on right and then there's a the odd people that come to the center and they drink three times and they're like oh we hear from them a year later it's like quit smoking haven't wow. drank anything i'm fit i feel amazing this would change my life so it really is so it's so personal and it's also who's guiding you at what point in your life are you doing it what are your intentions of why you're drinking ayahuasca ayahuasca isn't this plant that's going to come in and say like martina said it's a collaboration right. you can offend this plant you can really offend the plant and you can override the plant with your ego and so it's like when to push and when to pull when to listen when to ask for advice from the elders it, there's so many complicated little parts to navigating ayahuasca. And that's the same with the master plants. I mean, we have learned over years from Ricardo, you know, what is right and what, what this energy means and, and how much he's reined us back mm -hmm. in to really teach us these proper ways. And so when Western people kind of get the ayahuasca, sometimes they'll drink, you know, a handful of times and want to be a shaman and say, I know everything. And, you know, I work at, at 10 years, Ricardo says, you guys know nothing yet right? Like you really know, and you know more than the people who yeah. are starting, but you're, it's a, you're a tiny little grain of sand in this big spiritual world in this bucket of yeah. ayahuasca, right? And so it, there's just, it's kind of, these are complicated questions because there right. are so many Facets. different yeah. answers. Well, it's, yeah. it's fascinating. I remember when I first interviewed Martina and I said, how did you keep going back? Because my experience, the first couple of days, ah, uh, 
it was the, one of the hardest things I've ever done, you know, in my life. <laughs> I was just, the, it's the one thing about ayahuasca that I loved though. It just breaks you open. You're so vulnerable and you're so, um, and it did, it did get better after that, but to, to stay for six months and know that you're going to continue to, you know, do those things. The healing must be profound. Well, and the hunger, and the for, hunger the for the healing. When, when you're doing it. I think, Martina, I have to interject. I hope you don't mind this story. When you first drank, you had a really hard night and you called Marcus and said, I, I just drank this plant in the Amazon. I'm never going to do it again, but I think he, I think you should come. I think it's going to be good for you. <laughs> that that was the moment, Mala, when I said, I'm healed. Exactly. <laughs> so true. Like, I am never doing yeah. this again. But then you get home and you like, mm. I think there's more. I think there's more. I think this is a great time to wrap it up, but Savita and Martina will be back with us next week to share some more wonderful information about their personal experiences and working as facilitators in Peru. Thank you so much for listening in. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at Interviews with Innocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you.